Hello, this is Daniel Morris. I'm Senior Investment Strategist with BNP Paribas Asset Management. I'm joined today by Guy Davies, who's the CIO for our equities business at BNP Paribas. And we're going to be talking about what's going on in the equity markets, which clearly there's a lot to discuss with all the volatility we've had over the last couple of weeks with dramatic moves by central banks, by also significant reactions from governments, both in terms of fiscal policy, but as well clearly reactions to how the coronavirus COVID-19 is evolving and measures that they're taking to try to contain the spread of the virus. So all of this prompting, uh, you could argue, extreme volatility for equity markets, VIX levels uh, near all-time highs historically. And that creates challenges, of course, but opportunities for equity investors. And we want to talk today a bit about uh, how we're looking at this environment, how we're hopefully taking advantage of this environment, and share with you some of the insights and hopefully uh, some perspective on what's happening in the markets today. So let me turn it over to Guy to start with and ask him to share a few thoughts of how, uh, with his years of experience and comparing this bout of market turmoil with previous events that he's seen in the past, how do you put this into perspective? Well, thanks, Daniel. And um, and maybe if I can just begin by uh, wishing everyone well, whether they're listening uh, to this in their office or at their home. As you say, Daniel, it's been... Uh, an historic week uh, for uh, for markets uh, for all the wrong reasons, um, and there's there's a lot to digest. Um, reactions, you say, from uh, heads of states, our institutions, and business leaders, from the perspective of both public health and the economy, uh, the market volatility and the decline in market levels. So the S and P last week fell eight point eight percent. The MSCI World by uh, around 17%. The VIX soared, as as we know, up to uh, uh, 57. Um, and this was all sort of aggravated by uh, OPEC's lack of agreement to cut oil prices uh, and uh, and the circuit breakers uh, beginning to kick in through, through the week. I guess, uh, you know, what we've seen is that what seemed to be a temporary earnings disruption uh, triggered by the virus... Uh, kind of felt as though it transformed into a full-blown liquidity scramble towards the end of the week. Uh, Trump's comments at the end of the week uh, on Friday afternoon uh, were comforting, supplied the the market with some reassuring messages, and we saw markets rally. And then off the back of that, yesterday, last night, I'm sure a number of people would have listened into the Fed's announcement. Yeah, the Fed went in a big way. And with the view to reassure markets to make sure that liquidity remains present and to uh, to provide some reassurance, I think. In terms of, I guess, what we've been doing within our world, within equities, from portfolio management perspective, uh, last week was quite interesting. Growth uh, continues to outperform value. Value actually swung back into the fore on Friday afternoon as we had the rally come back up in markets. Um, But growth and quality has been to the fore, which has been positive for the way that we've structured our portfolios. Was it a market capitulation last week? Well, when all the stocks go down together, it kind of feels as though it could be a capitulation. And that's what happened last week. A lot of the market went down across the board, which is quite unusual. So we haven't seen that in previous corrections of this this sort. So I've, I've been lucky enough to have been through all the corrections 
albeit not 1987. And, you know, they're, they're all different. They're all painful. And this, uh, this situation at the moment has the added concern from a, a public health perspective and, and families and friends. But I think the interesting thing last week is that, as I say, we saw equity prices going down across the board. Um, so there's no necessarily no real discrimination. The only element that held up a little bit better was the quality element, which I which I mentioned. And, you know, this has been positive uh, from our perspective. Just briefly, Daniel, I guess, from a uh, portfolio management perspective, um, in our opinion, successful portfolio management is about hard work, diligence and the ability to make considered measured decisions. It's not about emotion. And that's exactly the way that we've been uh, dealing with the markets over the past previous weeks and, and before that as well. So what have we been doing specifically? Well, we've been buying on the dips as valuations become more attractive. Uh, in certain portfolios, we've used cash and in others, we've exited positions in favour of higher conviction names. In certain portfolios, we've also increased the level of concentration uh, in the portfolio. So jettisoning some lower conviction positions in, in anticipation of, of continued volatility. And it's critical, and this is something that, that we've been sharing across all of our teams, that we're alive to opportunities. Because the news wires, the, the headlines are very negative. But these produce opportunities. And so we as a team are coming together every day. We're stress testing our portfolios. We're testing new ideas. And we're looking at where in the market there could be new stretches, new arbitrage opportunities. We're long-term investors. But we believe that there will be and there are opportunities as we're moving through these markets. Thanks very much, Guy. Uh, you talk about uh, the opportunities, clearly, that your different teams are, are looking for, uh, depending on the volatility and the moves in the markets. Can I ask how you're changing or how your teams are changing the way they interact? What's different from trying to manage a portfolio in an environment with such extreme volatility versus you know when everything's going up and it's a quiet day in the office and, and you can uh, spend your time reading research reports, whereas in this environment, you imagine that's not really a luxury you can afford? No, it's, it's a good question, Daniel. And we've been spending a lot of time together. So peer review is a very important part of our, of our process within and across teams. And I think over the last couple of weeks, we've been spending a lot more time together as team heads and within and across our teams. So we're, we're testing different scenarios. We're stress testing each other's uh, portfolios. So, you know, we've got some pretty advanced portfolio software, which allow us to look at how our portfolios will react in certain scenarios. And one of the areas that we've been really focusing on is, is liquidity. We want to make sure that we have liquidity within our portfolios. So when we want to make the movements that we do, we can sell stock by choice. We're not forced to sell stock. So we're trying to be, you know, ahead of time. So we're looking at our portfolios on a granular basis. We're looking at it from a sector and a thematic perspective. And we're testing, I guess, broader elements in terms of you know, what impact will a lower oil price have across our portfolios? What do the markets tell us about um, you know, stretches that may be coming through in the future? So defined benefit pension schemes, which is a longer term issue. This might be coming back to roost a, a little bit sooner given the market volatility that we've had, so market drops, 
as well as yields continuing to fall. This is not a great time for liabilities. So this is another area that we, we're looking at across our, our teams. But we're meeting and we're talking every day. We've had, uh, I guess, sort of three or four meetings last week, you know, a couple of hours a pop. But the key thing is that we need to remain open to opportunities. There will be opportunities. There have been opportunities. You know, we need to be live to make sure that we can take advantage of the volatility. As you mentioned, Guy, in environments like this, opportunities appear. Uh, different sectors, stocks, maybe that portfolio managers have been interested in, and now this looks like hopefully a good buying opportunity. Uh, more broadly, though, is there a theme to how you can how you think about the opportunities that are presenting themselves and how you're reacting to those? Absolutely, yes. So, so we uh, are, are prepared for market volatility. That's the way that we we operate. So many of our teams will operate. Uh, focus list of companies that we're we're really interested in, but may for whatever reason not hold because of valuation or whatever it may be. Now the work has been done. When we see increased volatility in the market, some of these companies that we think are fantastic suddenly become within range, and we can actually take a position. Um, we've been careful over the last, um, particularly over the last week. You know, we don't want to be trading a lot. You know, this is no not the market to be trading in 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 volumes. Um, but we have been taking advantage of some really interesting opportunities to try and increase the quality of our portfolios. And as I say, you know, this is something that we that we are prepared for because this is the work that we do in terms of maintaining those broader lists. And certainly from a global equity perspective, um, there are some great companies now that are becoming in sight of you know our IRR um, requirements and um, and we think will be accretive to the overall portfolio makeup. In terms of, um, just briefly in terms of performance, relative performance in aggregate across our, our active equity um, portfolios has been pretty resilient so far from, a, from an alpha perspective. Now, obviously, overall market levels are down, but alpha, you know what, we've, we've actually been doing okay. Um, quality growth um, has been positive. Um, it's not perhaps been the leading factor. Those leading factors, as you'd imagine, would be more bond proxies, um, but that being said, growth has outperformed cyclicals, again, as you might expect, um, and we're overweight growth and we're underweight cyclicals. So this has been positive for us. Earnings overall, in terms of announcements for Q1, have been reasonably positive so far, which is a good sign of our stock selection. So um, as we stand, we're in pretty good position, I think. Um, quality in terms of free cash flow, lower debt levels, it's going to be incredibly important. This is the way we're biased at the moment. This is what we do. And as we see this scenario unfold over the, over the coming months, those companies that are able to generate cash that don't have an overly burdensome uh, debt level should perform reasonably well. And that's where, we, um, that's where we're being focused. Okay, and thanks very much, guys. So now if we step back uh, and think about the long term, uh, as you said, we all need to be or should be long-term investors. What should uh, our clients be thinking about? What should they be keeping in mind? Well, I think it's important to see through the noise. Um, and for us, this means looking on a company by company basis, reviewing earnings, revenue, growth projections, uh, and altering our targets as needed. Now, I, I, I wouldn't dream of picking the bottom of the market, but particularly with a longer term investment horizon, and albeit pricing the supply and demand shocks that we you know, are seeing at the moment, 
equity markets are looking better value than they were. So with a long-term view, you know what? This isn't a bad place to be, and we're seeing opportunities. We've got considerable talent across the world, and this is a real advantage. You know, we've got people on the ground all the way around the world and considerable expertise. The discussion, the communication every day is, you know, creating sort of cross-fertilisation of ideas, um, peer review, and a, a very strong ongoing debate. This provides a very powerful, I think, combination that we can take advantage of opportunities as they come up and we make sure that our portfolios are as resilient as they possibly can. Fantastic. So if I can summarize, hopefully what we've discussed over the last 15 minutes or so, uh, number one, the shock from the coronavirus has uh, certainly disrupted the markets, but now that we're in the midst of this, uh, the challenge and I think really the task for us is to find the opportunities that that creates because volatility in equity markets at least always does. Uh, we believe we do have the right setup and the right people to do that. And we have been doing that over the last couple of weeks and really do feel taking advantage of uh, the chance to buy stocks that we've always liked but maybe didn't seem to be the best time and now we're finding them at attractive valuations and over the long term really we do think that's going to generate superior performance uh, in our funds. So with that, if you have any further questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contacts and with that, we'll wish you a good day. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for listening, everyone and uh, keep well and uh, have a good day. This podcast presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BMP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.